the fantasy's finest fantasy football podcast. Here are your hosts, William Spencer, Jalen McQueen, and Mark Carter. What's going on, finest fans? Welcome back to the Fantasy's Finest podcast. You know what it is. I am your host, William Spencer, and I know it's been it's been a little while. We're starting uh, really late this year. Um, normally, we get busy around March. Um, you know, kind of after the draft is done or before, you know, a little bit before the draft, get everybody warmed up, what we're, what our expectations are and, you know, the whole shebang, but we had to start a little late this year. So, uh, the question now is where to start to get you guys caught up on everything. Like, you know, as far as the podcast goes, because we don't normally, like I said, we don't normally take this long, but we've had some. Things in the background kind of step in the way, you know, everybody got to take care of family business. Um, it's a little hectic, but, you know, the podcast, the websites, all that stuff, social medias, it, it, it can be a little much sometimes. But all right, where, where do we where do we start at first? Well, let's start. Let's get the personal stuff out of the way. Let's get the personal stuff out of the way. So um, as far as I, me, uh you know, everything's been pretty solid on my end. 14 years. We, me and the wife, we just celebrated 14 years of marriage. Uh, June 21st. That was tough. We went out with some friends to enjoy a nice little dinner. Um, taking it easy. Uh, work's been chilling. No real complaints. Um, not that it would do any good anyway. But, you know, everything. the family's been good. I don't really have any real major obstacles or you know trials or whatever you want to call it everything's been pretty coasting um we're getting some work done on the crib hopefully that'll be finished soon the between the pandemic and then inflation and then deliveries being pushed back is that's the hectic part waiting for stuff to get done you know you gotta you don't have a kitchen that's what we're getting done we're getting our kitchen done so when you don't have a kitchen you got to figure out ways to get stuff done and you can't order out all the time, man. That, that hurts the pockets. Everybody's prices have been going up. You can only order out with so much. <laughs> you got family of family of four to feed. It, it can be a little pricey. So, you know, we got the grill, had the grill been going. I got a crock pot. I got a, what is that other thing? Air fryer. And I got a, um, a pressure cooker. So I've been playing around with that. My rice has been immaculate in the pressure cooker. Like it's been tough. Like my rice is normally not hit or miss, but it's more miss than hit. That's my weakness. I I can't do rice for whatever reason. And I've tried. My wife will let me know, man, your rice too crunchy or it's too soft. I she be killing me. But uh, so far the food's been coming in really, really nice despite the lack of a kitchen. Um, Everything has been pretty cool. The boys is my boys are doing fine. They trying to get in on a podcast episode. So I'm gonna have to work that out. But, you know, everything's been been good on my end. Uh, Ace has been cool. He's going to be back in our in our he's going to be back this season. He's going to be back uh, for our next couple episodes. So be on the lookout for him. You know, it's crazy behind, especially if you follow him on Twitter. He he <laughs> he don't pull no punches with nobody. But uh, Ace has been cool, you know. I think he's he's been he's just celebrated five years with his wife. They got a little baby girl, so he's been busy with that. So, you know, there is there is some sad news, though. Uh, Mark, Mark um, has 
stepped away from the podcast for a bit. No, no bad blood or nothing crazy like that. But, you know, he's got other things he wants to focus on for right now. Um, you know, you got to give him a space, make, let him make his moves. Uh, so, you know, best wishes for Mark. Hope he gets everything that, you know, he's looking for, his endeavors, all that good stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's nothing, nothing crazy going on with that. And Mark, no, if you ever want to come back on the show, his seat is always there. So, we're going to miss you, man. We're going to miss you. <laughs> um, What else? Social. I, all right. Back to me real quick. So, along with the podcast and our own website, I've been getting more and more into doing contributing work. I think I've told you guys last year that I was doing uh, contributing work with theleaguewinners.com, doing some fantasy articles over there. But this year, I got brought in to fantasydata.com. So I've been doing some work with them, too. You can check out their website. Um, you know, check out the, the league winners, too. Check out the league winners. Check out the fantasy finest. Check out fantasy data. You can check out all my work on those uh, particular websites, um, getting some contributing out there. It's been fun learning, learning how to tighten up on your writing, especially with, you know, other uh, fantasy sites is very enlightening because everybody does their thing differently. And what I do at the league winners is different from what I do at fantasy data. So just learning how to, be more direct with my writing, um, being more informative and all that stuff is, is I'm soaking it all in. Like I'm enjoying it. So that's been a learning experience in itself and it's been pretty enjoyable. So I can't even, I can't even lie. This is exciting going into this season. Um, especially with fantasy data, uh, cause I've, I've worked with a, the league winners, uh, for a little while now. So, uh, they're, they're a pretty tight bunch. Um, very flexible, but when it's time to get to going, they, they want their work in. So I, I don't even blame them. Thomas, uh, one of the editors over at the league winners is pretty cool. Um, Mike over at fantasy data. He's solid too, man. I have, I'd be picking, I know I'd be getting on his nerves because <laughs> I'll send them messages and be like, Hey Mike, man, how was this? You know, what, what should I be working on? He'd be like, yo man, you good. Just, you know, keep doing what you're doing. And if he ever has like some notes for me to, to improve on, he'll hit me up and send me a message, but I be picking his brain. I know I be getting on his nerves. Like, yo, Mike, yo, is this cool? Is this cool? And Mike be like, yeah, you you straight, man. You good. <laughs> so shout out to Mike over there at uh, fantasydata.com. Um, what? Oh, our YouTube channel is finally active. So this episode will be available on YouTube. So for the YouTubers who are listening to our very first podcast episode in audio, on youtube what's good welcome to the channel and hopefully you will continue to listen any critiques you know the whole shebang leave some comments i'm always for you know learning new things and and growing the podcast and everything like that so don't be afraid if you hear something that you disagree with leave a comment man it's it's, that's how we that's how we grow so the podcast is going to be on youtube uh our TikTok has been blowing up pretty well. We're at 800 followers on TikTok. Hopefully we can hit a thousand before the season starts. That's one of my goals. I want to get, I want to get the fantasy finance TikTok account to a thousand. So if you're on TikTok and you like, you know, informative, but quick videos, follow us over there. 
on TikTok at Fantasy's Finest. Um, you know where to follow the podcast if you haven't already. So I'm going to give you the rundown for those. We're on Google, Apple, Spotify, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, and a bunch of others. So hit that follow button over there um, at Fantasy's Finest, the Fantasy's Finest podcast. You can also follow all our social medias. We already mentioned YouTube and TikTok. Um, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook at the phase at fantasy's finest. So, and you can follow me on Twitter too at hype underscore finest. And you can follow ACE. He updated his. So now he's black at black Moscato, black underscore Moscato. <laughs> so I don't even ask why he changed his name. I have no idea. So yeah, it's, it's been good. It's uh, getting back to doing the podcast is kind of like riding a bike. But you know how you, if you haven't rode in a little while, you're a little wobbly coming out the gate. So bear with me. <laughs> in this episode, we're going to be getting into some of the biggest headlines coming out of the offseason. Um, a lot has happened since the last time we talked to you guys. So we're going to get into some of the headlines, the bigger headlines. I can't get into everything that happened. But if you were following us on our social media, we come in trying to keep up with the news. So. Uh, the biggest headlines, we're going to talk about some of the big moves, the fantasy impact for those said moves and what we're looking forward to this season. So without further ado, you know, what we got to get into the news. News and notes from around the NFL. All right, so I'm going to hit you guys with the most recent stuff. Recent stuff. Terry McLaurin and the Commanders agree to a three-year, $71 million contract extension. It's about time. They should have been taking along with this one, if we're being honest. I mean, he's your number one wide receiver. Why are you hemming and hawing and pay Terry McLaurin? You know what I'm saying? Like, he's he's kind of earned it, especially considering the carousel of quarterbacks that you've had. Um, and they haven't really been good. So, you know, take care of your, take care of your man. Take care of your man. McLaurin is the latest uh, wide receiver to be paid from his team. And we're going to get into a bunch of uh, other wide receiver moves that have happened this offseason. But if you haven't been paying attention to what's been going on, Debo Samuels, DK Metcalf, and Deontay Johnson are now the last couple of receivers who have been waiting to get paid by their teams. Um. You know, some of them have skipped OTAs. Some of them have skipped mini camps. Some have come back to mini camps. It's been all over the place in terms of wide receivers as, you know, looking to get new contracts. And speaking of Debo Samuels, he requested a trade this offseason. Um, he was looking to get out of San Fran. And then he came back to OTAs. He missed a couple of days and then he came back um, and then he came to mandatory. He either came to mandatory minicamp or he skipped OTAs. One of them, he basically, he won a new deal. Debo wants a new deal. He doesn't want to be a, a hybrid wide receiver running back anymore. He doesn't like his usage in the San Francisco 49ers offense, which is one of the reasons why he wanted to get traded. And per recent reports, he has not rescinded the trade request. He still wants to be out. So it's only a matter of time. Until the San Francisco 49ers have to make a decision. Now, um, GM John Lynch has already come out and said that they don't want to trade Debo Samuels. So if you're not going to trade him, the only other option is to pay him. 
So we don't know whether or not this is going to force Debo to miss uh, training camp when it starts. But this will be one of those things to monitor because it will definitely impact what you want to do as far as drafting uh, Debo Samuels. Uh, So stay tuned for that. The biggest news coming out of the NFL right now is the whole Deshaun Watson situation. The NFL is seeking an indefinite suspension for Deshaun Watson at least a year. And the NFL PA is looking to not so much. The best way to say is they say this is that they want him to get less than a year. (laughs) It could be anywhere between eight games, six games or zero right now. That's their stance. They're both on opposite ends of this thing. Um, Deshaun Watson recently settled 20 of his 24 cases at the time. Then the 25th came in. So uh, they're probably looking at that as well. Tuesday, Watson met with the NFL discipline office uh, for his first hearing. And according to Ian Rappaport, this could be an ongoing thing. This could take weeks to get to a resolution. Um, The possibility of a settlement is a little on the outskirts right now. There were rumors that they were trying to settle before going to the hearing, but it all fell through when the NFL was like, yo, you're going to get a year. We want you to get a year. And Deshaun Watson was like, nah, I'm not trying to do that. Now, he did sit out a year in 2020, but he got paid. So I don't know if that's going to factor into anything. And we've posted on our social medias. It's on our YouTube channel for uh, we did a YouTube short on the whole Deshaun Watson situation. And we want you guys to weigh in. Do you think that Deshaun Watson should get suspended for a year or not? Like explain your stance. Why or why not? And it's not I don't want everybody to get too touchy on this. Like it's this is a whole mess. Honestly, he there's no and I, I this is my belief. There's no way that he shouldn't get some time. The question is, is a year too excessive? And I know what you're thinking. Will, all those civil cases, that's wild. And I, and I, 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 listen, I've read some of them things. I totally agree that he was out of pocket, especially if some of those things are true. And now we could debate whether or not those are true or not. You know, I, anytime that you're, I, I feel like this. If I'm Deshaun Watson, I don't need to do those, those kind of things. I'm rich. I'm built. You know, I have status. I don't need I don't know what was what was he thinking? Like, I don't need to do that. Women are already if I walk into a room and I'm Deshaun Watson, nine times out of ten women are throwing it at me anyway. Why do I need to be weird about it? That's that. That's what is boggling to me. Like, dude, you're Deshaun Watson. Why are you being a weirdo? (laughs) I don't. I don't understand that at all. And then you read some of the situations that, you know, he's allegedly being involved in these cases. And it's like, dog, what was you thinking? And then the whole non-disclosure agreement uh, situation came out. (sighs) That is just is way too much to unpack. But when you look at and the reason why I said should he get a year is because when you look at other situations that have happened in the NFL, Robert Kraft and his whole situation. Jerry Jones and his situation. Daniel Snyder right now is refusing to go to Congress to uh, 
speak on the whole Washington Redskins sexual scandal that's going on right now. Well, not the scandal, but he's been requested to come to Congress to speak on this, I believe. And he's like, I'm not going like all of these things that have happened. And there hasn't really been any repercussions on the owners. And I don't know. People will be like, well, the owners are different. They still represent the NFL. You know, to, you know, they're figureheads in the NFL. So you have to consider that situ- those situations. And then you consider Deshaun Watson, what has happened with other players. Um, you know, one of the names that come to mind is Big Ben. And it's like, you know, he got alleged he got alleged game uh, alleged situation and he got suspended for uh, f- was it four games for his situation Ezekiel Elliott didn't do anything and it was later proven that the victim quote unquote was lying on him and he got six for no for no uh the word escapes me right now but he he Zeke got six for basically nothing he was innocent so it's kind of it's kind of weird how this thing could go, but let's believe the bottom line. He definitely needs some time just for being a, just for being an idiot, being caught up in that situation. You definitely need some time, but what do you think? Should he get a year? Should he get a year ban or should he get less time? Should he get more time than that? You know, weigh in with your comments and that'll do it for the news. It's the Deshaun Watson thing is uh going to be going to be crazy. So I'll, I'll close it with that. <laughs> that's just a whole that's a whole bag of worms man he just he just dumb that boy dumb (laughs) uh but let's get into the rest of this episode man we're gonna get into the news and headlines from the nfl throughout the offseason and now for our feature presentation all right so let's talk about the wide receivers there has been major shifts at what the wide receiver position has. Maybe I should put it like this. There's been a lot of movement at the wide receiver position. A lot of big name players have been moving on from their former teams. Like Devontae Adams. He signed a five-year, $140 million deal with the Raiders. Um, the, they, they did it via trade. Um, the Raiders gave up their first and second round picks to bring in Devontae Adams. Tyreek Hill. Signed a four-year, $120 million deal with the Dolphins via trade. They sent over their first, second, and fourth round picks and the 2023 fourth and sixth round picks. Uh, so th- let's just start with those two. Um, For fantasy, f- well, before we get into fantasy, this these are huge moves. Devontae Adams has made his name with the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers. But Devontae wanted to go to Las Vegas to play with Derek Carr. They played together in college. Carr really wanted to go over and play with his homie. And it's not it's not crazy for that to happen. You know, sometimes you just want to move on. But it's like, man, to go from Aaron Rodgers to Derek Carr is a is a bit of a it's a step down. But he doesn't seem to believe that it is. You know, he he went on and he's quoted as saying, and I'm 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 a paraphrase because I don't have the direct quote in front of me. But basically, you know, it's not that much difference between Aaron Rodgers and Derek Carr. Now, when he said that, I'm like, are you are you sure? <laughs> like, are you are you positive? 
you positive about that? I don't know, man. It, is, it seems like it's a big difference going from the reigning MVP to Derek Carr. <laughs> so I don't know who you're trying to kid. But hey, look, you got you got to stick up for your guy. You got to stick up for your quarterback. So I respect it. In in that regard, he might be off his rocker a little bit, but you know, you know, it is what it is. That's your homie. You going you going to defend him? So Adams is now a Las Vegas Raider. Tyreek Hill went on the same thing. He he said that uh, Tua Tagovailoa, his accuracy is better than Patrick Mahomes. And I don't think Chiefs Nation took too kindly to that. They felt offended. Now I will say this: y'all don't have to threaten a man with death threats like that's out of pocket but i do get why y'all would you know take offense to that it's like yo man what are you talking about you've been playing with patrick mahomes this whole time and you ain't never had no issues with his accuracy now all of a sudden tua is more accurate than patrick mahomes like really dude so i i get it <laughs> but maybe he doing it maybe Tariq hill is doing the same thing he's you know sticking up for his new quarterback uh heading into this season but as far as fantasy goes for these two guys, um, it's it's a bit of a drop for them. Not a maybe not a bit. It is a drop for both of those uh, wide receivers. How much? Like if Devontae Adams is a first round wide receiver, I don't think that that drop is much that you would knock him out of the first. Um, he may be a late first round pick, um, but I don't think that that like. He shouldn't go no further than mid second. I would be shocked if he fall any further than that. Like if he, if you can get Devontae Adams at a later value than that, then late first, early second, I would probably put him in a steel territory. It's kind of the same thing with Tariq Hill. I think when you add Tariq Hill to the Dolphins offense, they're going to try and take more deep shots. They're going to try and extend the field. Um, and use Tariq Hill, you know, kind of the same way where he was used in um, Kansas City is a deep threat. And now they have a bona fide deep, deep threat with Tariq Hill on the field. Um, that should open up the passing game for Tua to extend himself because this is going to be the year he needs to uh, showcase what he can do. You know, the Dolphins in particular have made a lot of strides to add more pieces around Tua to show that he is their guy this year whether that extends to another season will depend entirely on how Tua produces for the 2022 season um we had some other moves on during the free agency period uh Christian Kirk messed up the entire you know what it's not even Christian Kirk the Jacksonville Jaguars (laughs) the Jacksonville Jaguars decided you know what Let's mess up the wide receiver market. And they paid that man four years, 72 million. Now, with all due respect, and I'm not checking nobody's pockets. But why would you pay Christian Kirk that kind of money? He's never had a thousand yard season. Why would you do that? And, you know, it's the Jacksonville Jaguars. They got money because, you know, they have a huge salary cap because they don't they don't they don't let everybody go. A couple last couple years. So it's like they got bread, but to muddy up the wide receiver pool like that, <laughs> they just evil, man. They like, we don't care. <laughs> we don't care what y'all feel about the market. We can reset it because we got bread. <laughs> but Christian Kirk is now a wide receiver for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And they brought in Doug Peterson 
after the whole uh, Urban Meyer situation. Ah, what a waste of a year. But I'll say this, too. Doug Peterson. Don't sleep on Doug. And, you know, he was an Eagle, you know, head coach a couple seasons ago. And, you know, he by right as a Cowboys fan. I'm obligated to say that he sucked, but bias aside, they did win a Super Bowl under Doug Peterson in 2017. They, they ran it. They tried to run it back and they got into the playoffs in 2018 with Nick Foles. And, you know, it kind of went downhill from there. They got bounced in 2019 by Seattle. Um, 2020 was a complete buster cluck. So, you know, it, it, and then they shipped him out, but Doug Peterson's offense does work if he has the right pieces. And I'll go as far as to say that Trevor Lawrence is my pick to have one of those breakout seasons as a second year quarterback out of his whole class. A lot of people are riding on Zach Wilson because of the adjustments that they've made. They've added Garrett Wilson. Um, they added Bryce Hall. He's got a lot of offensive pieces. Elijah Morris, you know, he's still there. Uh, you know, he, he, the, you know, a lot of people will say he was coming on at the uh, second half of the season. You look at his numbers. I don't really get that same vibe, but, you know, maybe I was not watching the Jets game close enough. But some people are pointing to Zach Wilson. Hopefully, my other hope is that Justin Fields actually gets his due because of the whole mess that was the Chicago Bears last year. That was just utter destruction on their part. Their whole team was just not. To put it plainly, just not good. But uh, Trevor Lawrence, I'm going to put that on there. I'm going to put that on wax right now. He's going to have a very good season this year under Doug Peterson and what they've done over there. A.J. Brown's another wide receiver. Got paid, traded to the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't know what Tennessee was thinking, but they didn't want to pay him. So they sent him over to Philly. Philly paid him four years, $100 million. They sent over their first round and their third, uh, first and a third for A.J. Brown. It was a smart move. They had three first round picks. They used two of them. Um, yeah, and they got a, I think they got a pick in, in this next year's draft. They have another first round pick in next year's draft. So they have, they still have two firsts and I believe two seconds, but I'm a, I'm a fact check that, but they're set. They got a number one wide Well, they had Devontae Smith, but he's their 1B now. But A.J. Brown comes to the Philadelphia Eagles, and he comes to a spot where there's still question marks for this season. Is Jalen Hurts the guy? Are they going to pass more? Um, you know, how is A.J. Brown going to fit into that offense now that he's the new number one? What happens to Devontae Smith? Um, you know, it, it's... Not a lot of improbable, improbable uh, questions that need to be asked for this team because they've made a lot of strides on the defensive side of the ball during the draft and free agency. Um, I would say that their secondary is still a little shaky, but that front seven is legit. You know, they, their front seven has always been, you know, kind of the stalwart for their team. Um, but we get to see this year whether or not they're going to make changes for Jalen Hurts to be the man. If he can show that he can be the man and progress as a passer, that would be huge for Philly. 
because now you go into the new draft. You don't have to burn up those two first round picks um, on a another. You don't have to burn them on another quarterback. So that would be great for Philly. If Jalen Hurts can take that step with the weapons that they've added, they may just be in the market for a new running back next season because Miles Sanders could be on his way out. So Miles Sanders is going to have a he's going to have a season where he's going to try and showcase his talents for another team because I don't think that they're bringing him back, not to sign him. So we'll see. Breaking news. Got some breaking news for y'all coming in real quick for on the Deshaun Watson case. Um, this comes out of Pro Football Talk. I know I'm deviating real quick, but this just popped up on my phone, so I want to get this in because we were talking about the Deshaun Watson thing earlier. Um, According to uh, Pro Football Talk, Deshaun Watson's disciplinary hearing with the NFL has concluded. Now, I'm reading verbatim, so just bear with me. It says, now the sides must wait for a decision from Judge Sue Robinson. There is no official timetable. In the past, this sort of news the NFL might have buried over a long holiday weekend. It is unclear what the logistics are for, uh, you know, the possible instances Uh, According to Mike Florio, the league has interviewed 12 of Watson's alleged victims, focusing on five. Florio also reports that the league has acknowledged its proposed indefinite ban would be unprecedented. Florio expects the NFLPA to argue Watson deserves no punishment due in part to precedents like the lack the NFL's lack of ban for Patriots owner Robert Kraft. And we talked about that earlier in his prostitution case. We would expect the saga to be resolved before training camp, possibly within the next few days. So that's kind of big because the implications for that would be huge for the Cleveland Browns skill players, particularly the wide receivers, because Amari Cooper, Donovan People Jones, who's my sleeper for this year. Uh, you know, if you, you've been following this, the, us on social media, I've been kind of uh, tooting that guy because Donovan Peoples-Jones and Amari Cooper should be the one and two. David Bell has been a deep target for some fantasy analysts. You know, he's their uh, third wide receiver. I guess the phrase would be pet cat. I'm probably using that wrong. But Amari Cooper and Donovan Peoples-Jones would benefit the most, and David Njoku would benefit the most from having Deshaun Watson on the field. We just got to see how this shakes out. Maybe in the next couple of days, we'll get a response on what will happen. But the NFLPA's angle isn't isn't wrong. I mean, I know there are some that's going to be like, well, he should still get time. Totally agree. He should get something. But, you know, when you look at how the NFL has handled other situations, especially when it comes to discipline, if we're being honest, if we're being honest and unbiased, the NFL has been all over the place when it comes to dealing with these things. That's why I don't think that they're not they're incapable of handling disciplinary actions as an entity like the NFL is getting a disciplinary hearing office like they have done a separate entity away from Roger Goodell making those kind of decisions is a step in the right direction for the NFL to handle disciplinary actions on players. And it should be owners, too. I mean, if we keep it in a buck, the owners are the biggest. They're not always the focal point, but you have your Robert Crafts and you have your Jerry Jones and you have your Daniel Snyders who are big, who are in big situations like these and nothing's really done with them. 
You know, I know they pay Goodell, but it's like, come on, man. You want to, you got to look at it from this angle. You want to slam the players when they do something stupid, but the owners get off scot-free. Is that fair? That's just something to consider. That's all. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. Now, let's get back to to the episode. We're still talking about wide receivers. Marquise Brown traded during the NFL draft this year uh, to the Arizona Cardinals from the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens gave up. I'm sorry. The Cardinals gave up their first round pick and Arizona got a 2022 third round pick in Marquise Brown. Huge considering that they could potentially lose uh, DeAndre Hopkins for six games because he got popped for violating the NFL's uh, drug policy. So Marquise Brown was slide in as a new number one wide receiver um, and actually got a, a article coming up on that. Uh, for the fantasiesfinance.com. So be on the lookout for that. I got that dropping. Uh, I actually should have that dropping later this week. If I can get it out Friday with the podcast episode, you know, I'm, I got a lot of stuff. Move, I got a lot of moving and shaking to get some, some stuff done. So be on the lookout for that. That should be dropping soon, but that's big for Marquise Brown. He teams up with Kyler Murray. Um, and it should be a big opening seat opening for him this season without Deandre Hopkins there. He should soak up a lot of that target share that Hopkins would normally get if he was healthy and on the field. Now, this one is the dumbest one. I saved it for last. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, you know, follow me on on Twitter because then you would see it. But Amari Cooper was traded to the Cleveland Browns um, for a fifth and sixth rounder from the Dallas Cowboys. Dumbest move in the offseason. And I won't be leaguer this with a whole lot of talking, but it definitely was the dumbest move that happened this offseason you didn't get anything for him in the return and you at least on paper make your team look weaker i i I don't understand it at all like i don't know what the joneses were thinking you're going to have to pay it can't it, it can't be solely about the money because you had outs to get money off of the books to do something with and then now that you've gotten that money off the books you haven't made a move in free agency to this point. To this point, they have not done anything. So you made a you made us think about Amari Cooper's contract and a couple other players, but you haven't done anything. So it's like, who were you trying to kid? We knew that you weren't going to do anything, and if you were, you're not signing any big time players. Most of them are already gone. So the next couple guys you're bringing in are bargains. So you you. You're going to break the bank on a bargain guy at this point? Like, come on, man. Like, Stephen Jones is a trip. I, I, I'll I leave it at that. But uh, trading Amari Cooper was not a great move, in my opinion, um, especially since you don't have Michael Gallup. You may not have Michael Gallup to start the season. So our front office, Cowboys front office, man, they suspect. Now, we have some quarterback news, too, this offseason. Tom Brady, unretired. He came back to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Matt Ryan was traded from Atlanta to the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts gave up a third 2022 third-round pick for him. I never thought that I would see Matt Ryan playing another jersey. I have to be honest. But he's going to be a Colt. <laughs> so you know the Colts had to flip Carson Wentz. To the Washington Commanders. Now he's back in the NFC East. This is hilarious. And I made it a point to mess with Eagles fans. Because if he come out. If he somehow comes out. And cooks the Eagles. And Jalen Hurts doesn't have a great game. 
Do you know what that's going to be like for Philly for a week? <laughs> that's just going to be nasty. I, I already know how that's going to sound on Philadelphia Sports Radio. And I might actually shed cheer, tears of joy hearing that for a whole week. How they got bust by Carson Wentz. <laughs> but at the same token, we know Carson Wentz is Carson Wentz. Depending on how they fall in the season, he could have a really great game and then a really trash game. So it's kind of like um, Two-Face. You got a good side and a bad side. You just don't know which one you're going to get at the flip of a coin. So, oh, man. But let's talk about these these first three moves. Tom Brady going back to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom is, is he doesn't seem like he's slowing down at all. You know, he's he's been a top 10 Fantasy quarterback, probably top five, depending on who you want to talk to. I mean, as far as passing and putting up fantasy points, he's he's up there and you don't have to spend a lot to get him. Him going back with Mike Evans, um, he did lose Gronk. Gronk retired, supposedly. A lot of people don't believe that Robert Gronkowski is retiring. They think that he just wants to skip training camp. Um, And I I can see the angle. You know, Gronk is, has He's not really a proponent of doing training camp anymore, but he does stay in shape. Like he's worked out with Brady in the off season. Um, he just doesn't want to do the the grunt work anymore. And I kind of get it. Like you, you kind of have this, the status and the, the work that you've, your, your resume as a top tier tight end in your history, you've won several Super Bowls. Tom Brady is your guy. He always puts you in the best situations on the field. So I kind of get, you know, and he knows the offense. So it's like, why do I have to show up to training camp? I just want to show up and play. I I can see that angle being played, but you know, I, I don't know if that's going to happen. But Gronk is not going to be, for now, he's going to be retired. And he's going to be missed. That crazy guy is going to be missed. But Tom Brady coming back. Mike Evans is going to be there. Uh, they brought in Russell Gage, who's been looking like a, a prime sleeper target for, you know, fantasy managers this season. Chris Godwin uh, still up in the air as he comes back from a torn ACL. Leonard Fournette is there. So it's a good situation to have Tom Brady um, if you're looking to target a quarterback late. Matt Ryan is one of my favorite sleepers at the quarterback position because I firmly believe that the Colts want to pass the ball. But they couldn't do that with Carson Wentz because he was a little shaky heading into the middle of the season. And then when they felt like Carson Wentz wasn't getting it done, they turned the reins over to the run game and Jonathan Taylor. And when they wanted, when they wanted to rely on Carson Wentz down the stretch, he kind of balked at that last game against the Jaguars. I think that was the straw that broke the camel's back, so to speak. And they were like, yo, we got to get this dude out of here. Like, and he was hurt throughout most of uh, the off season in the training camp, which put a bad taste in people's mouths over in, in the um, Colts front office too. So they were like, you know, we're done with him. So they went out and got Matt Ryan and Matt Ryan is a much better passer than Carson Wentz. Um, he, Matt Ryan last season just didn't have anybody to throw to. He had Russell Gage, you know, after the first few games of the season, he lost Calvin Ridley um, who was taking mental. He had a mental health issue. And then come to find out he was getting suspended for gambling on his own team. <sighs> oh man, I don't 
I'm not even going to unpack that. It just if it sounds stupid to you, it sounds stupid to me. We'll just leave it at that. But Matt Ryan is a cult. Carson Wentz is a Washington commander. Carson Wentz does have some sleeper appeal. Um, the question is, do you want to wait that long to get Carson Wentz or do you just want to grab a much better option? Like Carson Wentz wasn't too bad. He finished as a top 15 quarterback last year in fantasy. The problem is after that first half of the season, he fell off a cliff. Um, so it's it's a more of a matter of do I want to risk grabbing Carson Wentz to be my QB one in QB two leagues? I'll take the shot getting Carson Wentz later on as my QB two, but not as my QB one. Like, even if I want to wait, I'll probably wait and grab Matt Ryan or Tom Brady. Like it would be in this order between those three, it'd be Tom Brady, Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz in that order if I had to draft him for my QB one. Russell Wilson. This was a huge trade. Russell Wilson to the Denver Broncos. The Broncos give up Drew Locke, T- Nanoa Fant, uh, defensive end Shelby Harris, and the 2022 first, second, and fifth round picks. They get they get uh Denver's no, I'm sorry. Seattle gets let me make sure I'm reading this right because I don't want to mess it up. Seattle got a 2023 first and second round pick, and then they got 20, the Denver's 2022 fourth round pick for um, Russell Wilson. Russell with the Denver Broncos is going to be nice. Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon is back. That's an and Tim Patrick. Let's not sleep on Tim Patrick. That's a nice squad for Russell right there. That's a come up. And Russ is going to be. I, I feel like Russell is going to be slept on a little bit because of how things ended his last couple of seasons. Maybe like the last one or two. He got hurt. Maybe like just last season. People tend to keep what you've done last as the foremost picture of what you are. And Russell Wilson got hurt. He came back. He put up some some decent numbers, but it wasn't Russell Wilson like. So it's like, oh, Russell Wilson got hurt, man. He's not going to be good. He's in Denver now. You know, it, it could be any of those things, but I don't think you should sleep on Russ. Russ, I think, can be a top 10 quarterback again this season. He's got the weapons. He's got the offensive line is much better than it is. It was in Seattle. So I would expect Russell Wilson to have a nice comeback season. He's he if he can stay healthy, he's gonna be a problem. We already talked about Deshaun Watson, but this is what the Browns gave up. The Browns gave up uh twenty the twenty twenty three first and third a twenty twenty four first and fourth, and it was it was it was a huge trade. They gave up a lot for Deshaun Watson. And he might not play this season. Isn't that crazy? You give up a boatload of picks. And you may not even. You may not even have your quarterback for half a season at minimum. I mean, you're hoping for that, but he could definitely get us a year long suspension. 
we already talked about the breaking news. It's it's unprecedented. Even the NFL was like, we've never done this before. <laughs> so, you know, it's it's unheard of. It's who knows what it's going to be for Deshaun Watson. But we already talked about him. So let's let's move on to what else we got. And some some smaller notes now. Uh, Sean McVay told reporters earlier in the offseason that Matt Stafford had to get uh, a shot in his shoulder his shoulder after the Super Bowl. Uh, he had a lingering elbow issue late in the season, but he wasn't going to be throwing until training camp. And most recent reports say he's getting ready to do just that. So there's not going to be much concern with Matthew Stafford. They'll probably just take it easy on him during the uh, training camp. You know, he's up there. He's been in the NFL for goo gobs of years. So you may not have um, Matthew Stafford uh, throwing a whole bunch during training camp because you already know what he can do. Sam Darnold was out here telling jokes, telling uh, reporters that he's confident that he can be the best quarterback in the league. Sure, buddy. Sure. Um, The Panthers have been linked to trading for Baker Mayfield. So has Seattle last couple weeks. Um, The rumors have been going back and forth that both of those teams are still interested in taking on Baker Mayfield and if that happens in terms of the Panthers, that would push Sam Darnold out of the starting spot. Um, one of the main issues that has been holding up the potential trade between the Browns and anybody else for Baker Mayfield is that they don't want to pay um, Baker Mayfield his total contract. Um, per reports, uh, Baker Mayfield is set to make $13 million, uh this season. There have been reports that Cleveland will pay a portion of it or some of it, but they don't want to pay. Um, other teams that rather don't want to pay that whole salary, which is kind of cheap for a quarterback these days. <laughs> so um, we'll see what happens with that. Sam Donald's already making 18 million on his fifth year option. So I, I could see Sam Donald getting dealt to go somewhere else. Maybe Seattle gets in on a Sam Darnold sweepstakes and trade for him. I don't, I don't know. I mean, is Sam Darnold better than Drew Locke and Geno Smith? <laughs> I don't, I don't even want to answer that. I don't, I don't even want to answer that. So it's, that's just, that's a mess. Sam Darnold is a mess. Um, Justin Jefferson, the Vikings wide receiver has been talking pretty nice. He's been saying some pretty nice things about, uh, new head coach Kevin O'Connell and the direction that the offense has been taking. He said that we're not a run offense. We're not a run heavy offense anymore. And uh, according to the athletics, Chad Graff, um, Dalvin Cook has been taking wide receivers. He's been lining up in wide receiver bunches. So there's been a, a substantial change in what the philosophy for the Vikings will be this season, turning into a pass heavy team. And there's been some notations that Kirk Cousins, we could see the the best of Kirk Cousins this year as a passer. Um, I don't know how to take that. I'm going to do some more digging myself. Could Kirk Cousins be a later round quarterback to get maybe as a QB two on fantasy teams? Like, I mean, more so than he has in the past. Cousins has had solid fantasy seasons, but it's like, do you want him on your fantasy team? It's kind of like the same with uh, maybe not Carson Wentz, but somewhere in that tier of quarterbacks, you're like, all right, so who do I pick? 
Kirk Cousins is going to be your what? You know, he I don't think he's going to be your QB one in one QB leagues. But if the philosophy is indeed changing for the Minnesota Vikings to be more pass heavy, it could bode well. He still has Justin Jefferson. Um, KJ Osborne has been a name that's been getting a lot of attention from fantasy analysts uh, because if there's more passing attempts, there's going to be more work. Adam Thielen should see an uptick. Irv Smith has been a name that a lot of uh, analysts, I'm not really buying that one. Irv Smith, if I had to pick between KJ Osborne and Irv Smith being more productive this season, I'd probably lean on KJ Osborne because you gotta, you would think that by now, opposing NFL defense is like, all right, we gotta take away Justin Jefferson because he cooks us. But it hasn't happened yet. So, <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I would lean KJ Osborne over Irv Smith. That's just me. Uh, what else we got? Travis Etienne, the running back for the Jacksonville Jaguars, was cleared for full activity. Um, he's been a, a popular name uh, this offseason especially since James Robinson is still recovering from the Achilles injury. Um, He's slated to uh, try and make it back to training camp or make it to the start of training camp. Uh, Most recent reports saying he is ready. Some are saying that he's not ready. This is coming out of the uh, Florida times union, but he's making progress. I think there was a video recently of James Robinson running uh, and he looking pretty quick uh, as he recovers from that Achilles injury. So that's just something to monitor because Travis Etienne um, could benefit greatly from Doug P's system because uh, he likes to throw to running backs. And Travis Etienne is he his thing is being a, a substantially great pass catcher. So PPR formats, you're looking for a running back. Travis Etienne might be the name that to keep on your list. Um, the Raiders, Josh Jacobs, could his bell cow role be over in 2022? According to the Athletics' Vic Tafur, um, he believes that head coach Josh McDaniels is really liking Zamir White, the uh, fourth-round selection um, out of the 2022 NFL Draft, six foot, six foot, 214 pounds, and they, he thinks that Josh McDaniels considers Zamir White to be a superior running back to not only Josh Jacobs but to Kenyon Drake. Also, remember that they didn't bring back his fifth-year option. So after this season, Josh Jacobs could be on a on a on a free agency pile. That's just something to consider. So if you are dynasty formats, you should be picking up Zamir White. Um, for redraft, you may not have to, but he could be a late round flyer in the event that Josh Jacobs get hurt or he just simply gets supplanted. I I, I would I'd be shocked if that happened. But we've seen stranger stuff happen throughout the season. So Zamir White being maybe a name you need to put on your watch list uh, as you go through your fantasy drafts. Antonio Gibson. First of all, I'm going to try to unpack this as best I can. I like Antonio Gibson, but apparently nobody in the commander's head coaching staff likes him enough to give him a complete three down role. You know, you have J.D. McKissick coming back. I think he signed a one-year deal. They went out and drafted another running back, Brian um, Brian Robinson. Uh, and that's a lot of work going to be split. You have reports saying, saying that, excuse me, saying that um, Ron Rivera wants to 
bring back the old one-two punch that he had in Carolina with Jonathan Stewart and D'Angelo Williams. He wants to do that with Antonio Gibson and Brian Robinson. Um, J.D. McKissick is still going to be getting those third-down looks. So you're going to split work between Robinson and Antonio Gibson. And on top of that, another report came out that um, Antonio Gibson could lose goal line work more than likely to Brian Robinson because he's a bigger back. It's like, what am I going to do with Antonio Gibson now? Because he's being drafted somewhere in the second to third round in that range. Am I going to give up? Am I going to waste, not waste a pick, but am I going to spend a pick that early on a running back who's going to be in in a running back committee? A three-man running back committee, not a two-man like Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon, that kind of situation. But that's kind of high for me. Uh, I mean, if this news keeps coming out, I'm, I'm going to have to fade Antonio Gibson at his ADP. I just can't. There's going to be better options in his range that are going to get more work than him, at least perceived now. So I, I can't do it. I can't do it. But that'll end up. This episode is done and in the books. Thank you for checking out this episode um, on whatever podcast podcast platform you're using like i said we're on apple google spotify and so many more so please hit that subscribe button check us out on youtube hit the follow button on youtube or subscribe button or whatever button that thing is hit that button hit the notifications bell um follow us on our social medias at fantasy's finest we are everywhere that you can think um show us some love give us some comments and if you're on apple and you're listening Make sure to leave us some stars and some reviews and let us know how we're doing. I appreciate everyone that listens. And as usual, we will be back. This is going to be a fun season. I will check you guys out in our next episode. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy's Finest Podcast. Be sure to join the community on Facebook and follow us on Twitter too at the Fantasy's Finest. See you next episode.